Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Welcome to Michigan Minds. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to me and to our audience and share a little bit about your role at the University of Michigan? Absolutely. Thanks very much for having me today. My name is Gabe Erla, and I'm the director of the university's research seminar in quantitative economics, which is the economic forecasting unit uh, here in the economics department. And in what areas does your research focus? I, I focus primarily on macroeconomics and regional economics, uh, along with economic forecasting. Fantastic, which is uh, partially why we asked you to join us today so that we can talk a little bit about that economic forecasting. So based on your experience and expertise, how is the economic recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic coming along? You know, I, I think the best way to, to summarize my feelings about that question are that if you had told me back in April 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic, where the economy would be today with an unemployment rate of 4.6%, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. Um, so I think that's the, the short answer. There have been some downsides in, in the current recovery. Uh, inflation is running higher than people would like. Uh, you certainly hear people discuss labor shortages uh, in the small business community. But those are better problems to have in an economic recovery, in my opinion, than what we saw after the Great Recession, when unemployment stayed high for a prolonged period of time, and, and the economy really took, took quite a long time to get back to where it was uh, before the, the, the financial crisis. So overall, I would say we're doing pretty well, all things considered. Well, that's good to hear. And what can you share as far as what we can expect looking into the new year? You know, so lo looking into the new year, we do expect the recovery to continue at a pretty good pace uh, with potentially a little bit of uh, softness as, uh, you, you know, there's, there's the potential for the pandemic to pick up again this winter, especially in the northern part of the country. Um, so we do expect a little bit of, of slower growth at the start of 2022, and then picking up as we get into the spring and, and hopefully the pandemic uh, subsides. We expect real GDP to grow by about 4% in 2022, and we expect the unemployment rate uh, to fall below 4% by the end of next year, which is great news. Um, thinking about Michigan in particular, uh, we do expect auto production to pick up and, and auto sales to pick up as the microchip shortage eases. Factoring in that there could be another, um, a spike in COVID-19 cases, yeah. how has um, this whole process of the pandemic and all of the quote unquote waves that we've had, how, ha how do you factor that into these predictions and how, how has that impacted your whole line of work? Well, so there's a, there's a lot to unpack there, um, the, the pandemic has really changed a lot about how we work. And one of the major ways is that we've had to look at non-traditional sources of data. So prior to the pandemic, most of my work focused you know, on, on really looking at official government statistics. 
Uh, those are the gold standard. They remain the gold standard. They're indispensable for understanding the economy, but they're not as timely as some of the data that comes from, from private companies and, and other alternative sources. So looking at that, you know, the big data, the private sector data, um, has, has become much more important during the pandemic when you know the economy was really changing week to week. Um, and so so really you know thinking about what was happening in real time and and well how do you judge these these different data sources that haven't been around you know as long as the government data that that maybe aren't as reliable don't you know aren't the gold standard that same way but still contain really important up-to-date information about the economy uh, so that has certainly changed a lot of how we work um, and then, you know, I think the other question was, well, you know, what, what does the pandemic mean for the economy at this point? And, you know, to a large extent, the pandemic really is still in the driver's seat of the economic recovery, but we are starting to see decoupling between the pandemic and the economy. So, you know, the way it seems to us right now is that each successive wave of COVID-19 uh, has had a smaller effect on economic activity than the than the previous one. Um, our our you know best guess is that that trend will continue. So so we do expect COVID to continue to be a really important factor in the economy, but as, as long as you know something unforeseen do, doesn't happen with, with the pandemic, where where things you know really get um, out of control in a way we don't expect now. Uh, we do expect the pandemic to have less of an influence on the economy over time. And really, you know, we're hoping that by the time we get, you know, into the middle of next year, COVID-19 should, should stop being a first order influence on the economy. Fascinating. Thanks for sharing that process. So in a recent Michigan News article, and you, you actually just said it a moment ago, you stated that the, you know, the Michigan economy is going to continue this recovery post-pandemic. And in that article, you stated that the economy could expect a nearly complete recovery by the end of 2023. So can you explain the factors that contribute to that particular prediction? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the first thing I'll point out is when we say a nearly complete recovery, we, we mean in terms of what's called payroll employment. So the, the number of people who work for a paycheck as opposed to being self-employed. So, so we expect that uh, the so-called payroll jobs count to get back to roughly where it was before the pandemic by the end of 2023. And there are two main factors behind that forecast. Uh, the first is we've really had a much more aggressive macro policy response than we did after the Great Recession. We had large-scale fiscal stimulus that kept incomes higher during the pandemic than they were beforehand. So even though you know lots of people lost their jobs and employment fell by a lot, income was actually up. And, and of course, that's because the government was you know, sending stimulus checks to people. The unemployment insurance program was expanded uh, very substantially. And then uh, monetary policy from the Federal Reserve has also been very aggressive. So we've had a very strong macro policy response. And then the other difference uh, you, you know, today and, and in the economy leading into the pandemic from, for instance, the Great Recession, is that the, the economy was fundamentally pretty well balanced at the end of 2019. So as opposed to the Great Recession, when you, you know there were some imbalances in the economy, and in particular, there were very high household debt levels, we were not really in that situation coming into the pandemic. It, it was a more balanced economy. And we, we think that that's going to make for a faster recovery this time around. 
also good to hear. I really like all of the comparisons back to um, the, the recession because it's something that we can actually remember like going through and the impacts yeah. that it had and just having that. Whereas with the, the pandemic itself, so many aspects and components of that were something that many people had never experienced. So um, I, I appreciate that you continue to reflect back on that and make that comparison for, for me and for the listeners. Thanks. Yeah, and, and to your point, we certainly don't remember any <laughs> previous pandemics. So our RSQE, which is, which is the uh, acronym for my unit, is actually the world's longest running economic forecasting unit. We were founded in 1952. Uh, that being said, no, nobody at RSQE right now remembers uh, any pandemics, uh, as far as I know. So <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> yes, yes. So supply chains and inflation, which you mentioned um, once so far, have they continue to be really hot topics of conversation right now in the news and on social media. Where do these issues factor into the economic forecast? Yeah, it's that's an important question and and you know a great question. So you know where we are really seeing the supply chain issues show up is is in two places. Just nationally, it's it's in the inflation statistics. High inflation really has been the fly in the ointment of this economic recovery, and we do think a lot of that has been due to the supply chain the supply chain disruptions uh, that you mentioned. And then here, you know, in Michigan, obviously a major story has been the microchip shortage. In the auto sector, and that's you know really one of the most important supply chain disruptions we've seen uh, nationally as well. The news on the microchips finally is is turning positive, and auto production is picking up. So you know there are reasons to be optimistic about about that particular part of the supply chain moving forward. Uh, that being said, I've sung that tune before, and I've turned out to be mistaken. So you know I'll just I'll admit to that right now. Uh, but we do expect. Uh, supply chains to, to begin healing and normalizing o- over the next year. And we expect inflation to begin coming down gradually, but but distinctly from where it is right now. So as the as a co-author of the RSQE's 2022-2023 Michigan Economic Outlook, can you describe some of the key features and findings of the forecast? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, most importantly, as as we've discussed, we expect the economic recovery to continue over the next two years, and we expect Michigan to get almost back to its pre-pandemic employment level by the end of 2023. Uh, personal income will also grow over the next two years. Uh, it ends up about 17% higher in 2023 than it was in 2019 before the pandemic, and, and so that's good news also. But I do want to uh, just point out there are, we really have pretty substantial differences in our outlook for different sectors of the economy. We're most optimistic about blue collar industries, uh, in particular construction and uh, logistics. We also expect manufacturing employment in Michigan to make a full recovery uh, from the pandemic. We're least optimistic about what what we would call lower education services industries. So industries such as retail, leisure and hospitality, and then the white collar or professional industries fall in the middle of our forecast. So, so even though we are projecting basically a, a full employment recovery uh, by the end of 2023, uh, different parts of the economy do, do very differently. And in particular, those lower education services jobs lag behind the rest of, of the economy. 
is that something that you've seen before um is is that or is that kind of out of the norm you, you know that the extent of what we're seeing now is unusual and, and a lot of it owes particularly to the pandemic so when you think about some you know uh some of those jobs and in particular when you when you think about you know waiters waitresses uh, working at a bar um, working at a hotel you know th those are industries that are really affected directly by the pandemic right the, the pandemic has changed a lot about how we live, how we work, um, it's changed how we shop, how we travel. And it's gonna take a long time to sort all of that out and to, to really get to a new normal. And so I think that uh, the, you know, the extent to which we expect employment in those sectors to lag is unusual. Um, and, and it's definitely a concern that we have about, about this recovery, even though, you know, as, as you can probably tell, we're pretty up, upbeat about the recovery, um, you know, we have, been fairly upbeat, um, for, you know, most of 2021. And so far, you know, th things have, um, you know, played out in a, in a fairly positive way in terms of, of the economy. But th that's definitely a concern that we have uh, moving forward. So as the podcast comes to a close, what is something that you hope everyone listening remembers from all of this information? Well, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll just start by, you know, hitting the <laughs> our bottom line, which is, you know, we do expect Michigan to, to make basically a, a complete recovery by the end of 2023. Uh, but, you know, just to, to follow up on, on, you know, the conversation we were just having, because we have really different outlooks for different parts of the economy, something we worry about is that economic inequality will increase in this recovery precisely because we expect those lower education service industry jobs to lag behind the rest of the economy in, in terms of job growth. So I think that that's, you know, uh, overall, I think uh, we're projecting a strong recovery. It's, it's really striking when you compare to Michigan's experience in, in the first, you know, part of the millennium, um, you know, the, the, the strong bounce back that, that we're projecting now and that we're seeing now, but that I think is, is kind of the, um, the dark cloud, if you will, you know, on the horizon when we think about this recovery. Certainly something that's really important for everyone to keep in mind. And before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask if there's anything else that you want to share. You know, I, I guess one, one last thing is uh, we invented the middle class here in Michigan. <laughs> so we're, we're rightfully very proud of that. And so, you know, so something that we did this year is we actually did a deep dive into the distribution of middle-class jobs in Michigan and, and also nationally this year. And, you know, I don't think it will come as a shock, but we, we were surprised how clear it was in the numbers. We found that the most important factor in determining whether a worker earns a middle-class family wage is whether they have a bachelor's degree or more education. And, you know, the, the reality is that a high school diploma on its own no longer provides a reliable path to the middle class for, for young people in today's economy. And so producing, attracting, and retaining more college graduates is a really key challenge in building a prosperous economy here in Michigan. And of course, that's one reason I'm proud to work uh, at the university. Thank you so much for sharing all of these insights and your expertise with us. You've certainly given us a lot to think about and take with us as we move into the holiday season and then into a new year. Again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much, Erica. Great to talk to you. 
Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.